Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, today is an incredible day. I get to sit here with Tammy Bauer-Voss, who has been working with us at Palmetto School of Michigan for nine years almost, minus the three years that you left and went to Denver, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That was three years of sadness for me, but hey, when you came back, I was so, so happy, Tammy, but welcome, Tammy, and happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you, Tina. (laughs) Today is her birthday. I won't ask you how old you are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get there. I love it because Tammy has held several positions in our schools, and as you know, No, this podcast B series is all about becoming more because I believe to have, do, or be more, you have to become more. And the cool thing is that Tammy has become this incredible leader. And I'll never forget Tammy because I'm actually sitting in my office that I used to work here in the school as a director. She knows this. And I would sit in the same spot and she would sit across from me. So it was kind of probably surreal for a second because you sat across for a second (laughs) at the table. And I remember you and I spent many, many times going to Starbucks because you asked me, to coach you. We're going to talk about that today, but I think this is just so incredible because to see the woman that you have become, I like to refer to you as one of my high, high MVPs in my school, most valuable players. And you have been one of those leaders that just really put your head down and just really have done the work, the integrity and the loyalty that you've had for me and the school and the future professionals and the team is really second to none. So first of all, thank you for that. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a great leader and somebody to show the way and to have your directors be great leaders as well. It's an honor to do this with you and be on this podcast, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're so awesome, Tammy. I do a course, actually, for salon owners, and I love, I, I did this, actually, at the Business Revolution for Paul Mitchell, uh, JPMS, uh, a couple years ago, and a gathering, 2018, and it was interesting because they asked me, you know, what do you want to speak on? And I thought, you know what, I really want to speak about my team and who they are, my most valuable players, because something that's bothered me for the many, many years I've been a leader is the fact that we only have a few people in our companies that make the most money. And it doesn't make sense to me as a business owner because I want to be able to pay every single person what they are worth. I want to be able to pay the high dollar so they never, ever leave me. And so what I call this is what your boss won't tell you. In this course, I actually have, I've traveled to Louisiana. I've spoken to many uh, different salon teams and salon owners love this because I call it what your boss won't tell you, but how to become the highest paid. And you're that person, Tammy. So I actually talk about you quite a bit, which you probably don't even know this on stage. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I don't even know you talk about me because I believe success leaves clues. And if I look at every single bullet point that I talk about when I talk on stage, 
I really believe that you fit in every single one of these bullet points. I looked over them again today, Tammy, and I realized, wow, she fits in every single category. And this is why you're one of the highest paid. And it's interesting because I want to back up a little bit before I actually unveil some of the secrets to becoming the highest paid. I'm not going to unveil all of them, of course. <laughs> You'll have to book me into your business to teach them to your staff. But I can tell you, it's one of the most powerful segments that I've ever done. It's actually a leadership workshop, Be a Leader. And it's interesting, Tammy, because I was thinking about you today and I thought, wow, you know, you've really overcome a lot of things in your life. And I, I firsthand know some of the adversity that you've gone through. I talk about that process. Oh, oh my goodness. So you just posted something on Instagram that Sarah Kay wrote on a poster mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. said one day or day one, day one. And I love that because that was something that I had seen about that time. And I was like, okay, so this makes sense. Let's do this. Like, let's not mm -hmm. keep saying one day, let's just make it happen. So, yeah. and then also my leadership journey started because you host awesome masterminds. And one, I just wanted to hang out with you more because <laughs> that's fun to hang out with you. And secondly, um, I wanted to push myself and I had a curiosity about it. And I'm one that loves tasks. And that just, when I get something done and completed, it makes me, it fills me up. Mm. So it was, I had all these different reasons to start it, but once I got into it, it's like an addiction. Mm. I love it because like I'm a huge runner as well. I run a few times a week. Yeah, when did you start this running? Because that's something new. Right. You didn't do that back in the day when you worked here before. And that just kind of started, what, the past two, three years? A as year well? ago. A year a ago year right ago. now. Okay. Yeah. And so just like with my running, I do that not because I enjoy the running. I like what I'm getting at the end of it, the feeling of accomplishment. Mm. So it was all about me in the beginning. And now it's turned into, because I've had this growth, it's all about we. So I've had this transition from me to we, and it's just mm. a beautiful thing that I see developing. Yeah, I, I feel like that year ago when you first started running, your transformation kind of started happening in that moment as well, too. And I know you've been investing in yourself, and, and you were probably at the beginning, like, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm just going to keep staying the course and keep investing yep. in myself and taking these masterminds. You read so many books. I remember you the one of the first masterminds you did with me, and you were so connected and so involved in it and just really leaning in, Tammy. And I said, oh my gosh, she's my next mastermind leader. You're that front line to every single learning leader and how does it feel first of all I was talking I was coaching one of my staff members in my salon today and I said sometimes leadership just like really sucks because all eyes are on me all day every day people are watching every move I make from at home to the minute I walk in my school like what is that like for you because you I mean you don't even have a break. You're on that clinic floor all day. You can't hide in an office like I can, you know, and have my moments, right? And uh, and so you have to be on all day. What is that like? Okay, so I'm happy that you asked that because 
there, okay, you say that there's an old Tina and there's a new Tina, there's an old Tammy and a new Tammy too, which is funny because <laughs> I were transformed. That, right, yes. it's so true. Because back then I would get frustrated and mm. irritated and the future professionals, I'm sure they could see it, the guests could see it, your energy affects people. But I have learned to really embrace your journey and it's a daily mm. journey. It's not just a quick race. Like you have ups and downs and you need to embrace the downs just as much as the ups because they're teaching mm. you something and building you up to be able to get through the same situation or a similar situation down the road but differently and to know that even if this same situation comes up yeah you might fail at it again but you're constantly learning something from it wow okay so you hit something really hard that I want to dig deep because I feel like somebody's really listening right now that's saying I don't even want to be a leader because people frustrate me uh-huh. <laughs> you know the first thing it's so funny you you write this um, phrase people are and you ask people to fill in mm-hmm. what are people and it's always negative words right, right. irritating frustrating right and so think about that process what took you from old Tammy to new Tammy to not get frustrated and irritated and you said the first thing you said is embracing the downs as much as the ups and I think that's really powerful but let's dig a little deeper let's drill down like seriously what caused you to not get so frustrated and irritated with people so first of all give me an example of something that would frustrate you something that happened all the time that was frustrating gosh um let's see I think if future professionals were on the floor and it was the same people over and over again, always having drinks and food because the rules say no drinks and food on our clinic classroom, right? Mm-hmm. So that could be something really simple. Yeah. But like, does that frustrate you still? I'm sure it still happens. You know, it does still yeah. happen, but yes. no, it doesn't. And like, why? Why doesn't it frustrate you anymore? What, what's, what's the shift? If that's the worst thing that happens in my day, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so for it's about one. perspective. Yeah. It's about perspective. Yeah. So how do you handle it now uh, Now versus the way you used to handle it? Give me an example of how you right. used to handle it because I feel like someone's going to listen right now and say, oh, man, that's how I handle things right now. Right. And it's just like holding that mirror up to people. Yep. I think that I've learned how to coach people better and not mm-hmm. being afraid to have simple conversations to hold people accountable. So I think that that's mm-hmm. where the shift has come from. Give me an example. So let's say I'm a future professional and I'm on the clinic floor and I have food. Like pretend you're coaching me. Give, give me the old Tammy style, first okay. of all. What did old Tammy do? So what I would have done is I probably would have just shut down and would have been scared of the conversation and then the frustration builds up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So passive so, aggressiveness. Yes. Would, okay. Comes yes, through my common. energy instead of my words. Yes. Very common <laughs> with brand new leaders. Right. Yes. Okay. And so now what I would do is like if you were the future professional, I'd come up to you and I'd be like, okay, Tina, you know, what are we working on today? And then I'd bring it into the conversation. So make mm. it more of a relational conversation instead of just going up to you and being like, you need to get rid of your food and drinks. Like, yes. to have a conversation about it and then build in as well, like the importance and value of mm. practicing what you're going to play and yeah. that you're going to be in a salon or whatever course or action you take through your license. But like that, let's practice being professional today and. I love that. You're really keeping the main thing the main thing and looking at perspective. And I believe 
what happened with that passive aggressiveness is what happened with me with old Tina. It was the fact that I would take things personally, like mm-hmm. how dare them bring food? I feel like they're doing it just to torture me. Right. <laughs> you know. And then once I got past myself and realized, Tina, it's not about you. No one's thinking about you, good or bad, right? They're thinking about themselves. First of all, they're just really hungry. <laughs> That's right. why they have it on the clinic floor, right? So it's not about you. And talk a little bit more about what caused that transformation for you, Tammy, to go from frustration to the perspective that you have and really being able to embrace that part of the journey. Talk a little bit more because I feel like, again, I know someone's listening right now and I coach so many leaders, Tammy, that do not know how to hold people accountable or have crucial conversations. I mean, shoot, I'm coaching salon owners of 14 plus years and barely have had conversations with their team, right? So talk through that process. What else can you give us? So I think that it's so important to have a mentor and Mm. I think that that mentor can see things mm-hmm. about you or what's happening with your actions, that type of thing. And you need a mentor to be somebody that's going to be able to be honest with you and open yeah. with you because Lisa is my mentor. And when I'm in a moment and you're seeing, you're there, you yeah. don't see what's happening, right? But someone else can come alongside you and tell you and share with you and help you through that. Ooh, okay. So... A mentor is going to help you to see your blind spots because you're so focused in on, okay, I got to take care of this food on the clinic floor or whatever it is. What's what's another issue that arises all the time in our schools? Dress code. Dress code. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. Dress code. (laughs) So let's talk through that uh, process. What does that look like for you as far as how to coach? Is there sometimes, man, I'm taking it personal right now, so I got to go in and talk to Lisa, let her talk me down from this? Or is, are you able to handle it pretty much every time now? I'm sure in the beginning you had to go to Lisa, hey, talk me right. through. I need to, I yep. need to practice my coaching skills. Absolutely. With you. Yeah. And we role play all the time. Role play. So I that's love really it. Role great. play with your mentor. Yeah. You're going to practice like how you play, right? So yes. it really is helpful to have that mentor to go in and role play with them before you go and have that conversation. It just sets you up for that success. But yeah. then also, um, yeah, I don't feel like I really have so many challenges with conversations that much anymore. However, mm. if I do, then that's when I would go to someone else and be like, hey, come alongside me, do this with me, because I've talked to them so many times and it's not yeah. clicking or whatever, you know. So you have personally mastered crucial conversations. Sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's awesome because I tell you, I do an entire we do an entire six months of coaching at next level salon leadership. It's the five strategies of a healthy business, and one of them is entire month just how to have crucial conversations. And we walk through with a lot of salon owners, a lot of salon leaders that just never had them. They shied away from them. They have so much passive aggressiveness, right? And I know you used to as well too. What was that transforming moment for you, Tammy? That was there a coaching moment of like, okay, I can do this. I I am good at crucial conversations. Do you remember a moment in time or maybe a season that just dropped and you just said, okay, I, I got this. I can have those hard conversations with people. Yeah, I don't remember a specific conversation that was like successful where I was like, oh, I can do this. I remember failing a lot mm. and learning and having my mentor be like, it's okay to fail. You, yes. one of them, to say mm-hmm. failure is my friend over and over again. And then that finally clicked. Okay, I'm learning yes. something from this. Mm. And then being... Um, 
with Lisa and asking her if I could, you know, be in with some of her coachings that would be appropriate for me to be in. And so I can see what she does and the words that she uses and her body language and how she connects with them. Because yeah. Lisa's a great relational person. She is. And I She's think a that connector. If you mm-hmm. want to have great communication with people or you want to coach people or anything dealing with people, you need to have that connecting ability. And yeah. that's not my strength, so I'm yeah. learning to do that. So that's yeah. been a huge help for me. I love that you and I are very similar because we're more uh, task-oriented, orientated, I should say. We're more directors. It's like, let's just get the job done yeah. without the relationship. That was the old Tina, old Tammy. Mm-hmm. And Lisa was that was that person for both you and I of the connector, yeah. right? She was more of the connector. But she's also had to learn how to be more of a director, too. Yes. And so from connector to director, and you... And I have gone from director to connector. But you got to keep making that loop. You have to go direct to connect to direct to connect. Because yep. do you want to be loved or do you want to lead? Right. And so let's talk about that because I feel like, Tammy, that you have always wanted to lead. Was there ever a moment in time you're like, man, I'd re- just rather, the leadership sucks, I just want to be loved. You know, do you ever have a moment of, man, I just want to be loved today, I don't want to lead. Like, I've had enough of this leading stuff because crucial right. conversations are getting me down and I feel like I'm having hard conversations all day. Is there ever a moment, a day, of you just have hard conversations with our entire team and with our future professionals and you just go home exhausted thinking, can I just be loved today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Everybody yes. feels that way. Yes. 100%. How do you get through those moments to continue to walk back in these doors? Because that's when I believe most people quit and they're like, you know, I've had enough. I'm not appreciated. I don't I don't appreciate this anymore. I'm done because leadership sucks. I'm out. I'm going right. to go get a new job. So what keeps you from making that happen? Because you've been with us for nine years. Right. <laughs> um, I think what keeps me from even going there is you have to give yourself that constant reminder that there's something good coming out of every situation. Mm. So that's just that down moment possibly, and you're going to learn something from it, and something good will come out of it, and you'll be riding the high wave here pretty soon. So just making sure that you're looking for that. Sure, there's moments I think that everybody's like, am I fit for this? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? Or... um, could I be doing something different where I don't have to deal with this? Yes. But it's all part of it. And I think that you also have to think that no matter where you go and where you're at in every aspect of life, you're going to deal with this type of thing. So mm. if you're at a place where you love the people that you work with, who you're doing it for, and why you're doing it, then it's okay mm. and you work through it. How do you stay balanced at home? Because here you're a mom you're a wife and we have a lot of staff members in our schools and my salons that don't have kids they're not married and they're out of balance and I'm like seriously (laughs) so how does Tammy do it because I feel as if from the moment you started working here and maybe I'm wrong but I feel like you have always stayed balanced somehow some way and I don't know how you've done that I think for the most part, I, I don't know if, it, maybe it's my natural gift, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I feel like I'm balanced most of the time. However, there are the times where things come up, but at mm-hmm. home, I think to help 
it's really important to make sure that your relationship is balanced as well and that yeah. you have a great relationship. And having a supporting partner at home, too, mm. is very important. So mm-hmm. What I, happens if you don't have a supportive uh, partner? Well, you're gonna <laughs> I bring think someone's it. listening to this right. and thinking, well, my partner doesn't support me. And Was there ever a moment that Tim didn't support you? Tim, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> was there ever a moment that you didn't feel supported? And if yes, what did you do about it? No, I think that he's been mm-hmm. very supportive from day one. Now, that support has changed throughout the years. Of course. Such as, yeah. like, um, I don't know, just different scenarios of how he's different supported. Different seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We've grown together and that type of thing. Oh, my gosh. So I'm writing a uh, book right now, Be Married, and one of the whole chapters is on communication and having great communication. And what is that exactly look like and and you just kind of filled in a few of the blanks for me but I, I do want to dig a little deeper into that but I think this is cool because you just hit on one of the the uh, key points of how to be the highest paid and it's so interesting because I believe leadership starts at home and you've obviously been doing this with Tim and what the very first step is to get to know your leader yeah. Get to know you. And you did that, Tammy, because I remember you would basically say, Tina, can I have five minutes of your time? Can I take you to coffee? Like you literally asked me to coffee so you could ask me questions. And you asked questions about me, my business, how you could support me. You were constantly asking questions how you could be better. You're always in our face, always in my face. You're always in Lisa's face, always in Sean's face of saying, hey, what can I do to be better because you want to rise. You didn't just sit back. Most of my staff members will just sit back and wait for us to go to them, but not you, Tammy. Like you're you're bulldozing in and saying, hey, I'm here. Same thing as your husband. Like most people don't do that. They don't go to their husband and say, what is it that I need to do for you? Right? You you led that well at home and I think that's key with the great communication. How did that happen? Is this a learned thing? How did how did you make the decision to be that type of a leader? Um I think I've learned it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm naturally gifted with leadership. It's yeah. definitely been something that I've learned. Um when it comes to my husband I went into that with that question to him because I heard it and I thought that it was Mm. one of the most amazing things that you could ask Mm -hmm. out of your husband or your partner that you're with and be able to give them what they need. And you don't know unless you ask. Yeah. And most people are thinking, no, I'd rather tell them what I need. I don't want to ask them what they need because I believe transformation begins in me. And that's what you you did too because you said, okay, if I could just help to be the support to him, obviously it's going to reciprocate. Has it reciprocated? It sounds like it has. (laughs) What you put out, you get back, right? Yes, what you put out, you get back. That's perfectly said. So what you want from somebody, if you do that for them, when you sow, you grow, you receive it back. It's just, it's almost like a law. I mean, it's like the law of gravity. (laughs) The more you give, the more you get back just the same or even better or even more. And, you know, when we talk about the five levels of leadership, right? 
right? So the first level is just the title, basically, mm -hmm. right? You have the title, so great. What are you going to do with this title? Okay. And then the second level is relationships. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But the third one is really about producing results, right? right? Level three. And for years, because here I'm the director type of leader and thinking, oh man, I need to produce. I just skipped that whole step mm -hmm. of level two. And I know you did too in, in yeah. some in some aspects, but you never did that with me or with your leader. You know, I coach all of my salon leaders are, you know, very young. You know, we're talking, some of them, I started them out at 18 years old, right. you know, and you're right, building those relationships before you go in and coach, because could you imagine if, even as a leader, like, could you imagine if you didn't um, build a relationship with me first and get to know me, if you sat down here and told me how much I suck, Right. I'm not going to receive that from you because right. I'm going to be like, what? What? You know, <laughs> and same thing with your team. So how have you been able to navigate that, Tammy, with your team? Because you're the education leader here at Palmetto School, Michigan. And so I know you coach a lot of the learning leaders and I know you've had to build relationships with people. How have you been able to navigate that? Because Talk about one of the other steps, by the way, to become one of the highest paid. Are you ready for this? Is keep score. And I'll tell you, you are a magician at it. You're the only, only staff member I have in all of my schools and salons, Tammy. I don't know if you know this, that always keep score. And do you know how much that is my heart? Because I keep yes, score. I know. <laughs> because I know the only way to keep this business open is to make sure we're hitting our numbers. And I want to be able to impact and change lives, but if we're not hitting our numbers, and so you own that, first of all, and I think that's beautiful. We'll talk about that in a second, but before we get to keeping score, we, don't, we want to go to that moment, but how did you navigate not bypassing level two leadership of building appropriate solid relationships? How have you navigated that? Yeah, I think that it goes through first, you need to see where you're at and somebody needs to tell you where you're at. And then from there, what am I going to do to change to be able to build relationships so in other words mm -hmm. I had to fail at it and yeah. I failed miserably at it and I didn't even know that I was failing at it until I had the second opportunity to come back in and then I took mm. a deep look back I think that it's really important to have reflection time and journal if that's something that you're into um, and be able to look back at what your words are and what your thoughts were and you can see it more clearly when you're removed from it Ooh, so wow um, step back yeah. be removed and then you can see a lot clearly that's beautiful perfect I love that you said the me mindset to a we mindset what does that mean to you and, and how do you do that and why do you need to do uh -huh. that so a me mindset and a we mindset is more of like me would be me being a manager we is us being mm. a team and just trying to help lead that team to the end result. Yeah, I love that. And it's so important because one is too small a number to achieve greatness. Yep. And as great as you are, because you could handle a lot. And I do remember you were overwhelmed because you were taking on so many tasks and not being able to delegate them. And, and so let's talk about that process. Like how have you become such a better delegator? Because I've noticed that with you, Tammy, that you don't take on as much that keeps the balance. Um, how do you delegate? Because I think that's the number one. I was coaching a bunch of entrepreneurs 
hours last night, and every single one of them said that their worst habit was taking on too much and not delegating. So they want to be held accountable yeah. for the misdelegation. <laughs> so I think that it's more of why do you delegate? And Ooh, that's then, good. And then you just do it because of that why. Yes. So why I delegate is because it does create that balance. I'm a task person. I do love to check things off my list. However, I know that instead of going home and staying up to 11 or midnight every night and then trying to run at 5.30, mm -hmm. I need my sleep and that I can have other people do what I'm doing and I don't need to stay yes. up that late. And not to mention, when you delegate things out, it makes somebody a part of the team. Yeah. And they have ownership of what's mm -hmm. happening. And growth happens just from that. So you yeah. need delegation. Talk to the person that says, well, I just have to do it myself because every time I delegate it, it gets done wrong. Yeah. I was there. I thought yeah. that. I was like, I can't. Can I duplicate myself, please? No, mm -hmm. that's not the right thinking. Um it's going to get done. You need to have trust in people mm -hmm. and know that you're there to support them. So they don't have to do it by themselves. Let them know that you are available to help them through it. Um, but you need to have trust in people. It's going to get done, and it may not be your way, and that's okay. And that's something you have to learn yeah. if you're a task person and you love to hold mm. on to those tasks. Yes, yes. So just you learn the art of trust and how walk through that process. How do you trust? Like, just give me an example of something that you've delegated that you had to learn to trust to the process. Maybe it didn't get done the way you wanted the first time, so what did you do to make sure it got done the right way the next time? Right. So we have what's called protege, right? Mm -hmm. And I had overseen protege for a long time. I let it go, mm -hmm. and I was like, uh-uh, this isn't working. I'm going to take all this back. Right. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing to myself, right? Yeah. And so then we came up with a new plan, and it involved other people. And helping setting them up for success at the front end is a lot better than trying Ooh. to clean it up at the back end. Wow. Help them set up for success at the front end instead of cleaning. Okay, I think that goes along with the great communication thing. Yep. Let's talk about that process. What is being a better communicator look like to you now that you're the new Tammy, if you will? Um, knowing, one, that what's on my mind does not need to be shared right in this moment. Mm, is a huge thing. I don't have to email it out right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, I need to write myself a note so I don't forget. Yes. But have the conversation or the communication when it's appropriate. Not going in and timing. interrupting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm the same way. It's like I need to have this conversation now so I don't lose it. But like you said, make a note and have that conversation later. Yep. And it's about that perfect timing. But instead of telling, I've noticed you've asked more questions because great leaders ask great questions. And it's interesting because I coach um, all of my salon teams. I coach a lot of salon teams and very few keep score. And I would honestly say I probably only have a handful in my salons right now that know their numbers. So I could walk up to them at any given time, just like I can with you, yeah. that knows their numbers, but they're also the highest paid. 
Yeah. Because they know their numbers. Because in order to know your not to grow your numbers, you have to know your numbers, right. right? And so, I mean, you can't fix something that you don't know needs to be fixed, right? Just right. what you were saying. And so through that process, and, and so if anyone's listening right now, I think, you know, if you can grow through that process, get a mentor. Get a mentor to help you buy into why you need to keep score. I mean, I'm telling you, I have coaches have coaches. I have, I have two coaches right now and they're really helping me to navigate my numbers because I have a lot of blind spots in my company that I'm missing. Like you said, because it helps you to see where you are uh, with your education, but I can see what's working and what's not working. So I can be in a place to fix what's not working and be able to guide and direct the right people. So Tammy, I believe, um, and, and, Fullheartedly in this statement, don't be obsessed with money or success, but rather be obsessed with improvement. And I know you do too, because I've watched you grow. You're definitely the most improved player besides the most valuable player as well, but most improved. And I believe that has come because you have personally invested money and time in growing yourself. And I don't know if you know this, but very few people do this in the country. It's less than 5%. Mm -hmm. The numbers are very, very, very small. What causes you to do it and what will cause you to continue to do it? One, I don't spend a whole lot of money on investing. There's so many avenues that are free. So there's mm-hmm. podcasts, books. Yes, I've invested in books, but right. books are little investment. Right. Um, but there's seminars that are free, and I love podcasts, and that right now mm-hmm. is my biggest way of having intentional growth. What's next for Tammy? Give me, I like to call it um, the BHAG, which is no pun intended, big, hairy, audacious goal. So (laughs) what is Tammy's big, hairy, audacious goal that you have in the future for you? Yeah, so I don't want to necessarily say it as a position because I feel like positions aren't what leadership is, right? So, but Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to run this school right here and be able to lead our team to grow even more than where it's at or, you know, just be in that area to be able to help people grow more, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. I love that. And I know it's interesting. I was just listening to a John C. Maxwell podcast today (laughs) and just talking about making sure that you're always being a developer of people and that's something that I love about you because you are leading masterminds in our four schools with the education leadership team and the future professional advisors and I think that's really awesome. What is it do you think that it's going to take for you to be able to continue to develop people? Hmm, Good question. I think one thing that comes to mind is a lot more failure because I'm going to learn a lot from it mm-hmm. and embracing that and working through that. I love that. Yeah, embrace the failure. I always say uh, to my leaders, my salon leaders, okay, what failure party are we going to celebrate <laughs> today? Because it's really trying to draw out of them. It's okay to fail. I think right. most leaders are, you know, like stricken with this perfectionism <laughs> that they have and they are so afraid of failure. What do you think? causes that fear of failure first of all and how have you navigated through that what was your transformational moment yeah uh why people are fearful of failure is Mm -hmm. because nobody ever wants to look bad yes why do you think that is (laughs) i think that they're fearful of 
possibly being fired or scrutinized in public or that type of thing. Mm -hmm. The transformational moment was when I had to admit to something and live up to it and own it and be okay with it and realize that, oh, wow, this actually was a really beautiful time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, what going along with my message, what your boss won't tell you is it's actually uh, more devastating to hide a failure than it is to reveal a failure. Yeah. Because for us, it's like, man, you just I just lost trust in that person. There's red flags of they're trying to hide something, and you know it's better to bring things out in the open and take them out out of hiding and just reveal them and be really transparent because that's what we're looking for is leaders and I'll tell you I I remember I've had so many leaders that have lost you know thousands of dollars in our company and it's like that was your training (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. I just paid for your training because if you learn from it now I don't have to send you that seminar because you learn from that mistake and it's okay to fail and fail big and fail often but fail fast and learn from that mistake so that you can move forward. So Tammy, I just want to thank you so much and thank you for being on this podcast. Any last words that you want to give people? Um, The other thing along with what would I want to do to help my growth journey would be that I continue to simply bring information into myself so that I can give it to others. Because when I can Mm. give to other people, there's growth happening on both ends. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I know those who do the work, do the learning. I'm the same way. Every time I learn something, it's either out on social media or am I teaching it on this podcast as well too. You couldn't have said it better. So Tammy, I love you very much. Thank you. And happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tina.com black.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.